Joining us for further analysis on what's playing itself out in that market scene is David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. David, always a pleasure and a happy book Monday to you. <laughs> I'm out drug beat. And you know, every one of those games was so tense, yes. whichever one you watched. You know, and the trouble is that after you watch something like that, you can't go to sleep, your head's all over the place. That's exactly yeah. what happened. I'm a bit slow this morning. Yes. All over the place as no well, right? No tricky questions, eh? No tricky questions. No tricky questions at all, David. Let's talk about what market participants are contending with uh, this week. We are still seeing uh, concerns over uh, what is happening in the Middle East. I'm wondering mm. if you're of the opinion that this could be uh, more pervasive than it has been uh, to date and market participants are trying to price for something of the sorts? I, I think they come into the terms that nobody really wants to escalate this. Mm. And um, that's what the market's saying at the moment, that uh, the effort certainly by Anthony Blinken to, uh, you know, to go around to most of the states involved and just to make assurances that, you know, or give or, or seek assurances that this is not going to expand. And hence, we've seen some of the warships in the, uh, you know, in the eastern Mediterranean also giving a warning. So it's it's hopefully there's this is resolved. It's going to take time and that, but it doesn't escalate beyond where it is. And and I think you know the market is kind of giving us a hint that uh, they're feeling more comfortable with the situation uh, as it is at the moment. Of course, you know even even Israel hasn't really started its ground invasion. We're hoping that they're delaying because some agreement can be reached. You know, just to stop further life uh, losses and damage. I absolutely agree with you there. Certainly hoping for it. We did see oil surge six mm. percent on Friday. I'm keen to get what might be informing that. Uh, you know, uh, David, do we know why we are seeing the oil price are so volatile right now? Is it because of its issues in the Middle East? It's traditional that this would happen. Mm. You know, around if there's a trauma in the Middle East, normally it plays out into fears of of holding back production, a lack of production, and so on. Um, it's, I don't think there's been evidence of it yet, but um, our traders tend to take positions ahead of uh, any kind of escalation. So, you know, we have to watch this day by day, but I think we're all praying that that war fatigue sets in. It was enough with Russia and the Ukraine, and, uh, you know, we hope that that fatigue sets in and people just say, okay, we've had enough of this. Let's just <laughs> sign a peace accord and get back to our, li you know, our, li our lives back. Not easy. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of issues there that have to be resolved. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we'll see that uh, happening. This week we do have earnings coming out of the U.S. Mm. Can you get your mm. thoughts here? Uh, you know, we are going to use this as a, as a bit of a gauge for the state of the U.S. economy, uh, David. What are we anticipating here? Better than expected. Mm. <laughs> you know, if we look at the bank numbers that have come out so far, um, above expectations, um, the other points, even PepsiCo, you know, um, showing slightly better than expected um, earnings. And uh, it's still early, but we're going to have this week and next, they're going to start piling up. Um, LVMH, on the other hand, was slightly disappointing. But I don't, I, you know, I don't... I, I think analysts got it wrong. I don't think anybody was anticipating that the kind of trend in luxury was going to continue at that pace. So, I, you know, the company still did pretty well. But I, overall, it's leaning towards better than expected. Mm -hmm.
We'll be watching that one as well. We've got the retail sales coming out of the U.S. Mm -hmm. later this week as well. Uh, David, any expectations there? Uh, are we expecting to see a slowdown, uh, you know, of sorts? Uh, we know that the U.S. economy needs to slow down <laughs> for inflation <laughs> to come back to where it's supposed to be. I don't, I don't think anybody can read it. You know, we, they seem to get everything wrong, especially over jobs. You know, they anticipate 150,000 jobs, 300 come. Yeah. So... It, it's very hard to forecast. And the only thing they do seem to get right is the inflation number. I think the models are, wor are working there. Yes, it was slightly higher than expected, but I think even that is, um, you know, even rate hikes that we've, sorry, rate hike expectations are now being tempered by the issue in the Middle East and also um, that the slowing down economy and, and those rising rates that we've seen will kind of, um, f not force, but push the Fed to hold back. So I think, you know, we're pushing to the end of this. That's that's the good news. We're coming to the end of of rate hikes, of higher inflation, and so on. Certainly, been an exhausting one. But before we can get to the end, mm. let's talk the UK. Uh, we're expecting employment data to come out of there. This has been a difficult uh, time for the UK economy. Yeah. I'm just keen to get your thoughts here, and also a little bit of I, political instability leading to economic instability. What's happening in uh, the UK, David? Not easy to read as well, you know. And 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 to be honest, for me to try and put a forecast on the UK without knowing it, but it's it's. You know, it's still a, it's still an um, an economy in great difficulty at the at at the moment. Inflation is far higher than they need, but there again, you know, when you start to keep pushing rates up as well, that does tend to create uh, stagflation, which means no growth with higher inflation. So they've also got a balancing act there. I I, I avoid the UK at the moment as a, an investment destination, just simply because of the complexities there. And South Africa is almost a mimic of it because it's got mining companies. and But many of those mining companies are not related to the UK economy. Uh, you know, Glencore's and the Rio Tintas are very similar to here. They all operate in different areas and that. So they're not really UK centric. So it's an, it's a stock market that's a, a, almost a carbon copy of, of, we're almost, I'd say it this way, we're almost a carbon copy of them. <laughs> very interesting. Let's talk about Calgary M3 now. Uh, they released a set of numbers, all metrics in the green, but share price down 7%. I'm wondering if... Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> they didn't pay a dividend though, David, and I'm wondering if market participants are upset about not getting a dividend. Possibly. Yeah. I haven't gone through it in great detail, but when I looked at the... You know, uh, there's been a lot of um, people following Kelgro and talking about um, the returns that you're getting from there and, you know, how how well it's run and so on. And results come out, and I see like almost a seven, eight percent drop. I say, okay, got to go through this in greater detail. I'm not sure. It could be that uh, they were, but this has never been a dividend type company. I think it's a company that has accumulated cash in order to to finance its expansion. So I don't know. Listen, it's not a big company. I don't know. With a market cap maybe of a you know half a half a what's a five hundred million on that. I'm not quite sure, but it's certainly under a billion. Well, I'm keen to get your stock pick in a bit, David, but before that, yeah. let's reflect <laughs> on some counters that have found favor with your industry peers. Um, there's a few reasons for that. I think 
you know, as portfolio managers, investors, people who follow the market, we're always sort of uh, on the lookout for the next big thing. You know, what is the world going to look like 10 years from now and uh, all the changes that that would entail, all the new technology that's going to be super pervasive. Even as I'm speaking, I think people are thinking AI. Uh, mm. But I think what is sort of equally important is to consider what is not going to change. Some things will very much remain the same. And I think one of those things is the luxury sector. And is one that is one that is sort of quite insulated from the macroeconomic turbulence that we're seeing. And I think, you know, intuitively, this does make sense. If if you are able to afford sort of a, a Birkin bag, whether the interest rate is 2% or 6% isn't really going to have too much of an impact on you because chances are you're not really going to go finance that, you know, Birkin bag. So they do remain somewhat, you know, insulated from let's say the turbulence that we've seen so a couple of stocks to look at i mentioned the birkin bag and obviously hermes mm-hmm. uh, Hermes, i guess is yeah. definitely quite attractive <laughs> in that regard but i'm actually going to go ahead with uh, louis vuitton mm. lvmh is my stock pick so the company actually reported on the quarter three numbers earlier this week and they were actually a little bit softer than expected with specific reference uh, reference to weakness in the wine and spirits division mm-hmm. and you know on the back of that the share actually dropped 6.6 percent but subsequent to that, the valuation is actually looking quite attractive. The forward PE is trading at around 20 times, which is currently as low as it's been in quite some time. So in my mind, if you've not got some already, current rep, uh, current levels represent quite a good opportunity to uh, get a bit of Louis Vuitton for yourself. I'm going to go for Sabania, although it's very, very volatile. I think any Chinese reopening or even news on the back of that, um, for example, the Sabania share price peaked. It's 52-week high, was 53 rand, it's currently trading at 27, so pretty much half. And that's the same for some of the platinum stocks. So these miners have been hit hard, and any small bit of good news, we should Mm. see quite a big jump. All right, David, uh, LVMH and Sibania Stillwaters are coming from uh, some of our other I, analysts. I, you know, you've got to warn viewers that you called me off the bench. Yes. You, you phoned me up and said, listen, <laughs> we need you two minutes. So, <laughs> not from, was that Mohammed from our firm that was talking yes, about LVMH? Yes, it really was Mohammed. Well, yes. How can I go against Mohammed? <laughs> he's a big LVMH man. I agree with what he's done there. I, I, I think that uh, the outlook's still very... Very, very strong so forth. So Banya, I'm not sure. You know, it's early days. I know it's strong today and we're hoping for an increase in, you know, in PGM metals and that. But I still think there's a bit of work to be done. The moment it's being dollar, when I say dollar dominated, what happens, dollar weakens, uh, commodity prices go up. But I think we need more support from the global economy before we see a, a secure and sustainable turnaround. So I'm not saying that it's going to go lower, but I think it's going to take a bit of time before it actually forms a base and goes higher. And I'm keen to get which counter you're going with it today, David. Well, I'm going for a share that Mohammed doesn't own, you know, and doesn't listen to me. It's Ferrari, which is, which, <laughs> which is my favorite play because it covers both electric vehicles. They're coming out with the new electric vehicles. Uh, you have to line up if you want to buy, a, um, you know, if you want to buy a Ferrari. Um, and it also goes into a luxury brand. It's a, you know, it's, it's a huge brand. And, uh, you know, endorsing what uh, Al Mohammed says about luxuries being bulletproof. But um, this is, um, you know, I, I, I still, I, it's not frivolous choice. It's a very, very well run business 
with a real, you know, very well-run commodity uh, product. Mm. So yeah, I got I do own them. My clients do own them, and I still think it's uh, it's 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 something you can, you know, add just confidently as well. And it's fun to drive, although I don't drive one. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us don't, David. Thank you so much for starting the week off for us. Oh, it's a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> that was our midday markets update with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. <laughs>